Hello, the internet, and welcome to this special episode of This is the Trend. My only friend. You love that one. The Trend. Well, it's the trend of the week. Do you like the doors? No. Do not. That's what I thought. I'm always like, because I feel like there was one episode where... I just went off. Are coming for the doors. I don't. I don't hate them. I just think they're like more of a. Uh, People have opinions on the yeah, doors. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, just, I don't mind. I'm biased though. Like. Cause you know people in the band, right? Well, yeah, like, yeah, well, it, not, uh, yeah. My dad used to work for, you know, the Doors, like archiving their photos, and my uh, his best friend used to manage them. I think back in the day. Well, Miles, it's the end of the week. It is mm-hmm. the end, um, and these are the things that are trending as we head into the weekend. Kylie is trending, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, because Kylie Jenner. Is I mean, there, there's a lot of things about this video trending. WAP, W A P. WAP, WAP, WAP. I mean, it's uh, stands, stands for, for wet for... and gushy somehow. No, that's the <laughs> that's the radio edit. I don't it's get that it. Wet ass meow uh, uh, is, what, is what it really stands for. Yeah, yeah. And if you huh. if you're interested in seeing things like if you say, I wonder what Cardi B's hair would look like if it looked like chain link. Yeah, uh, you can. That question will be answered. If you are interested in the idea of, uh, I would like to see a breast milk fountain yeah. or some kind if you of have a a version of fetish, that. This is yeah. for you. This is for you. If you like Megan the Stallion, fantastic. Uh-huh. Another thing we I didn't get to talk about uh, was just like that whole shooting with her. And do we never like talk what about is that? going? I I, I think mean, I, I mentioned it like offhand no... with like Lacey off mic probably, but at the time I was like, who? How many people know about this? But that is a very, very uh, interesting story where, you know, people suspect that Tory Lanez uh, shot her in the foot. And then the entire Internet just like dragged her. It was really fucked up. They dragged Um, her. Yeah. That like. Yeah, it was it was it was baffling to anybody being like, how are you going to treat this woman like that? She like it's. It was very, very, very dark. But this video also has a very um, unnecessary, superfluous cameo from Kylie Jenner. Right. Uh, and that's why that's trending, because people are like, what the fuck was the point of her being in the video? Yeah. And I don't know if there's like some significance, because I don't, I'm not tapped in enough to like the pop culture aspects of the relationship to everybody in this, but there's just a scene where like it's like an interlude where you almost feel like in an old school rap video when the beat drops out and then you start hearing footsteps and shit and you saw like an, like a hero shot right. of somebody like, oh Someone shit, Buster Rhymes just, about to fucking yeah, exactly. spit or something. And it's just Kylie walking and then she goes into a room. And that's it. There, that's it. There's no also verse. like uh, cameos from Normani and a couple other artists that where they actually dance. And like the whole thing is like, this is the horniest version of these stars that you've ever seen. But Kylie doesn't really do anything. She's just in a bikini walking down the hall and then just like kind of looks at the camera and walks in a room. So yeah. Uh, and Rosalia too. Also yeah, yeah. don't want to forget her because man, I love that album. El Mal Querer. Check her out. We played one of her songs. Yo, she is so dope because she's like this flamenco artist, but then she started doing pop, but her roots are in flamenco. So she's like fully. Oh, I think I on, have heard her. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's, she's huge now. Huge. Um, huge. Speaking of huge, we got a couple MLB stories. I know we don't give MLB as much attention as our 90-year-old fans would like us to, uh, <laughs> but there are a couple stories about Major League Baseball trending right now at the end of this week. So is it Mike Trout's 29th birthday? Is that why this story is trending? 
the I must be. Yeah. I mean, that's I I'd feel like that's the only reason it would be. Just a cursory uh, internet search would reveal that yes, his birthday is August seventh, nineteen ninety one. Therefore, he is twenty nine years old from Vineland, New Jersey. Wow, Jersey coming from Jersey and becoming a major league baseball player. Shouts out to him because yeah, gotta you know play indoor baseball during the winter in Jersey. I'd imagine. Uh, anyways, yeah. he's one of the he's probably the best player currently playing, uh, and people are comparing him to one of the best players of our lifetime, Mr. Ken mm-hmm. Griffey Jr., uh, the last person who I feel like made baseball cool. Like he would wear. I'm trying to think really his hat backwards. I mean, Jeter d- during baseball. Jeter was like was inspired. Jeter cool like- though. Nah, nah, he didn't like, but he made people like baseball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Griffey had a whole, like, he brought, he's like that, what Allen Iverson did to, like, the like the NBA. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, bringing an aesthetic, even though his him wearing his hat backwards was such a mortal sin in the eyes of the traditional right. baseball It's so fans, much but. more subtle than what Iverson did, but, like, baseball fans were, like, even more, like... Up in arms about it. That swing, man. The swing shoes. is like the prettiest thing. I, it ruined my my wiffle ball swing because I just taking wild cuts. Yeah, just taking the wild upward cut. Yeah, uh, you were just seeing the logo. You're like, well, yeah, the, yeah. The I just want my that. Bat has, <laughs> yeah, I just want that follow through that he has. Uh, but it. Uh, you know, you can't swing like that unless you're him. Yeah, they're just comparing like, you know, at this age, Trout has had 1,200 games. Griffey had 1,375. Batting average, 305 to 300 in favor of Trout. Hits, 1335 to 1569 in favor of Griffey. Home runs, 289 to 350 in favor of Griffey. Stolen bases, you know. Da, da, da. But I think if anybody who saw Ken Griffey Jr. play around then, like at like peak Griffey, woo, woo. Yeah. It was, was fucking like, man. Also, shout out to professional uh, baseball light game because I hear some pros listen to the show. So shout out to y'all. Oh, is that true? Glad to have you on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Trout. We'll reveal that later on. No, I don't know about Mike Trout. But okay. The other thing too about Jer- we talk a little bit about the Jersey Valley dynamic, uh, you know, in a future episode. But this is another interesting one too. You know, uh, Giancarlo Stanton from the Valley, Mike Stanton. Who's that? Come on, man. Giancarlo's. Mike. Mike Stanton, formerly known as Mike Giancarlo Stanton. Oh, Giancarlo Stanton. <laughs> uh, I I stopped paying attention to baseball a long time. Yeah, ago, yeah. Man. I only know because he like he went to my high school, even though that was after the fact. I wasn't there, but Panorama City. Major League Baseball is also trending because uh, a batting coach for the Oakland A's gave what appears to be a Nazi salute. Uh, dur- like during a home run celebration, um, it's just weird because like at first I was like, oh, this, like maybe this is just a a photograph that was taken at the wrong time. But when you see the video, like it's he throws it up, yeah, he's throwing he it, throws it up Uh-oh. and leaves it there. Um, and he's so, like, oh. it was a sign to. It's weird because then he like kind of does it, tries to play it off like he was just joking or something like he does it twice then acts like oh yeah you know i was just doing that um somebody it's almost like he was like doing it absent-mindedly like forgot he was, oh like, yeah because because someone's like hey pal get that arm in yeah they're like hey do a elbow bump instead and he was like oh right oh right his, that, his sort of body yeah, that's uh, bad huh anyways he came out apologized said he didn't intend to be doing it but it's like well what 
I mean, your arm was forming that symbol. Uh, anyways, yeah, very strange. Just uh, because I said the fourteen words right after doesn't mean I have anything to right. do with that, man. Come on. Wait, what are the fourteen words? Is that the? It's just like the Aryan Brotherhood right. type shit. shit. Uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki are trending. Yeah. What? Well, why are they trending, Miles? Oh man. Well, you know, the, just historically, between the sixth and the ninth are when the two bombings took place uh, in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Uh, respectively and yeah it's just it's a it's an interesting sort of moment to look at in history such a you know the only time we've used uh nuclear weapons you know in a civilian context in a war context uh, but also a reminder that we also have two very large uh superpowers with nuclear arms in china and india also uh in conflict and it's just the you know the idea of nuclear disarmament is really really important um it's it's some of the most horrific shit you can see uh and it's i to me this is a very sort of resonates with me because i've told this story i think in like other podcasts before but uh if, for my family specifically my grandparents lived in tokyo but all of the fire bombing like the bombings of tokyo just pretty much just there You're was it was nothing anymore there was nothing to live for and my grandparents were had to flee tokyo because they had nowhere to go uh they had family in a town called Niigata, where they ended up settling to escape Tokyo. And Niigata was actually one of the um, targets, proposed targets for one of these atomic bombs to be dropped on. And at the time, the United States was dropping leaflets uh, saying that, like, hey, you're in a town that the, the United States government is, like, possibly considering for destruction. Um, and when you have stuff like that, like, my grandparents were pretty much, they're like, well, we played our only card by coming here. So we have nowhere to go. So if like we're gonna go out as a family, like we're this is this is what it is, and you know by the grace of God, it, whatever the universe, it ends up being a different uh, target being selected. So it's just I, I think about this moment very much because it completely just the to know that where my family was was on the list could you know uh, y'all wouldn't have a terrible podcast to listen to. Mm. I think that would be the biggest tragedy. But yeah, all that to say is yeah, it's a very uh, it's like it's a really stark reminder that like we're really not that much. We're not really safer. There's just more nuclear weapons. Right. And uh, we have, you know, we have more problems that we're not sure how we solve them peacefully. So, yeah, important moment in history. Yeah. I think Kyoto was the target when they took off and it was too cloudy. And so they moved on or something. Well, they were trying to argue. I know there were some arguments about what that meant. Like there were arguments like it's too culturally significant and what the strategic value was. Right. Uh, I mean, there's I can only imagine how casual those conversations go about being like, which city oh, yeah. do we vaporize with a bomb that's just going to to scare the shit out yeah. of the earth? I think there were other targets that it was like based on cloud cover. I think Kyoto was the secretary of uh, the army had gone to Kyoto on his honeymoon and was like, nah, not that one. That one's nice. I, I like it there. Um, right. And so that was like the just random shit that. Yeah. Some guy's honeymoon saved one of the oldest cities in the country and the weather it's. Yeah. I mean, and I think just how, how even minor decisions from governments can have to resonate decades, centuries into the future. It's just, always mind-blowing yeah did you ever watch carnival that hbo series 
I watched like the first 10 minutes, I remember, and I was like, I'm either too freaked out by this or high. I, but I, <laughs> I definitely did not get through the first, the pilot. Yeah. I never got too deep into it either, but my friend who was really into it was talking about how that it like has this, um, has this like overall idea that like we live in a period of like darkness and science and like the border between that and an area an era of magic and wonder is like the atomic bomb detonations. Like it like changes like the metaphysical uh, makeup of the universe. Like at that moment, it's kind of an interesting idea. Um, anyways, some cool shit I saw on TV once. Uh, not even that some cool shit. Somebody told me about some shit they saw on TV once. Hell yeah. The name of that segment. And finally Cuomo is trending governor Cuomo announced that he is going to be able to open New York City schools uh, if the numbers hold. Um, yeah, if the infection rate stays low. Uh, cool. I, <laughs> I mean, that is I, cool. I, I, that sounds cool. Part of me just like will always think, I'm like, is it really, is it still worth the risk? Right. You know, like if we're not, st- you know, like a seven-year-old child passed away from covid recently who did not have any underlying like comorbidities or uh, conditions and things like that it just makes me really like if i was a parent god i would be so i my heart goes out to people having to make those decisions right now because on one hand like it, you'd think like well if the numbers are down are the experts saying that's good enough but teachers are still concerned because they're still very much at risk despite trump's claims of children being completely immune superhumans yeah, it's just it's just the whole thing just will always feel uneasy because we're not even close to having a handle on it as a country. Yeah. Uh, so it's like hard to then like take the confidence of one city and be like, yeah, okay, well in that area, uh, but more power to the people who've you know been able to keep their transmission rates low. Yeah, does seem like they were the one place that took it very seriously, got very aggressive because of how bad it got right away. But even then, I mean, there's criticisms of every governor and mayor, you know, oh, for like sure. how much it could have been done. But yeah, at the very least, like um, the the results are there that the infection rates, you know, measurably yeah. are in a place that they're not overwhelming their hospital. Yeah, I'm not saying anything positive about how it was handled from the start. It just seems like as a culture, as a as a uh, city the people of new york because they saw how bad it got right away were like bowed it like after that well you know in la man <laughs> um, i had a, a buddy of mine was just like at the beach like taking the jog it was like one out of ten people wearing masks yeah and i see this like in more affluent areas there really is this wealth equals health mentality yep of like nah man you're rich like we wouldn't be in this neighborhood if we didn't have money. Right. So I don't have to worry about you from like the socioeconomic like vaccine that they have to make them immune. It's really, it's interesting to see what the different ways this manifests in people. And I just see this culture in Los Angeles that people with more money tend to really truly be the people who are like flouting the mask laws and not even like, even like pockets of conservative parts of the valley, like you still see mask adoption. Right. Uh, but like then you you see other people who are truly, I feel like, yeah, dude, money protects me. That's I'm really good. What it is. Little yeah. bubble. No, um, not for me. All right, guys. Well, that is going to do it for this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Have a great weekend. Uh, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Don't go outside. Stay inside if you can. Uh, don't do nothing about white supremacy. And we'll talk to y'all on Monday. Have a good weekend. Bye. Later.